0: It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome, everybody, to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. This is your host, Toby Leary. I'm co-owner of Cape Gunworks. And feel free to tune in and join us every week. If you want to be a part of the conversation, go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, And you can type your question into the box and we will answer it live on the air when we record. Uh, If you're listening to us on the radio and you like what you hear and you want to listen to past episodes, you can also go to capegunworks.com, click on rapid fire and listen to our archive shows. We're at the end of season two and we're going to be coming up on season three pretty soon. got some new sponsors coming on board and uh, we are really excited for where everything is going with the show. So uh, we're glad to have you and be a part of show all the show every week. You can also check out all the usual suspects on social media sites like uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parler, Twitch, Daily Dailymotion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, we're at Cape Gunworks on all of those. And Getter shut us down. What the heck, Getter? So Getter doesn't like guns. So I think uh, Getter's big voice of freedom has gone down the tubes pretty quick but anyway the biggest thing coming down the pipe here is the gun makers match at cape gunworks on november 20th and 21st so we have the education day on the 20th where we will be here to help you put your gun together and make your own if you've 3d printed a frame and you want some guidance on how to put it all together uh, come on saturday the 20th for that or if you know what you're doing and you put it all together and you want to come shoot on sa- uh, on Sunday for the match, do that. We're going to have a lot of fun and a couple different courses of fire for you. We'll also be talking to Rob Pincus a little bit later in the show today, who hosted the very first Gunmakers match down in St. Augustine, Florida. And so we're really excited about that. So stay tuned for him. And uh, we'll be also, if there's time, get, getting on with Keith Langer as well. Um here I am and we're back. Russ did a great job. I I heard a lot of good feedback. I even called into his show and uh we called into my show and spoke to Russ. <laughs> so Russ had some good stuff to talk about. Uh he's fascinating. He's a uh, he's a good resource for us here at Cape Gunworks, but we got some cool stuff down at Cape Gunworks you might want to check out. We got the ever popular Barrett M82A1 in stock, the semi-auto, and it took a year and a half for us to get this gun. It's been on order for a long time, so you want to come hurry down, run, don't walk, and drive fast and take chances because it's not going to last long, and uh, we got it for a good price, Um, so yeah, it's a a really cool gun. Um, It's only been here a day or so, but if you've ever wanted to see one, you can also rent one on our range if you've never nice. shot that. If you never shot the M82A1, it's the big Barrett 50 BMG, and uh, it's it's the gun all other guns want to grow up to be like. So, uh, and you'd be the you'd you'd really up your social credit score by uh, you know owning a Barrett. So, if it's in your future. Give us a call. Come on down and check it out. It's so cool just to have it on display at the shop, but uh, I know it's not going to last long. Um, anyway, we've sold a few over the years, and they're super hard to get right now, um, but that's one of the cool guns. We also finally got a Nighthawk in 45. So we got the 45 ACP Nighthawk uh, Agent 2. So the Agent 2 is wicked cool. And it's in the stainless finish. So, you know, a lot of people have come in and handled the Nighthawks and they're like, I'm just waiting for the 45. Well, your wait is over. We finally have a 45 Nighthawk in the building. And we have a pretty good selection of 1911. So, all of you people who've been craving a 1911, we got Springfield, we got some auto ordinance, and we got Nighthawk Custom. Uh, So, yeah, come check them out. Um, but we got lots of guns, ammo, accessories. The shop is undergoing a big makeover. Um, got lots of archery stuff. We're still in the middle of archery season. So if you want to come, uh, tune up your bow or get some new arrows and broadheads, we've got all that good stuff for you. And we're still expanding. I think we're up to 31 employees in the shop right now. So we're constantly growing. We've got some more guys coming in. Um. But we're going to get to some of the bigger news, uh, so you're going to want to stay tuned after we get off the horn with uh, Rob Pincus. But um, we had uh, we had the oral arguments in the before the Supreme Court in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, uh, the case that is challenging the requirement— to give a reason to before it getting your license to carry issued. So if the government doesn't like your reason, or you can't prove that, you know, snipers and assassins are following you home from work every day, they may or may not issue you a license. So people have had enough and they're decided to sue, him. sue the government over it, which is good policy. So now it has finally made its way all the way to the Supreme Court, and that was some good uh radio or good sound bites rolling for a couple hours. It started at ten a m and wrapped up around noon um, on Wednesday, but it was fascinating to listen in on a you know Supreme Court hearing and hear the oral arguments and I personally think that the Solicitor General from New York, who was presenting the case for the state um really tripped all over herself and made a very poor argument um in the you know defense of restricting your law abiding uh you know law abiding people to exercise their second amendment rights and i thought it was great i think it was justice gorsuch at one point that made the comparison that we're all waiting for that like you don't need a special permit to exercise your first amendment right so why should we require one for your second amendment right And they say oh well, uh, i'm glad you asked because this is getting into history and they banned guns in texas of all places back in 1871 and so you know therefore long history of banning guns and, you know making them making it hard to possess a gun blah 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 so anyway um I'll get to some of your questions, and we're going to get to Rob Pincus next, so stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire, and if you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes. We will be right back. I'm Toby Lerner. You didn't pick up.
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3.
0: All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary and I'm pleased to have with us on the line Mr. Rob Pincus who is going to be uh, involved in our upcoming Gunmakers match that we've been talking so much about. We're really excited about that. So uh, Rob, thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
2: Yeah man, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm very excited about coming back to Massachusetts. Uh, this is always a, kind of an interesting time to come back to Massachusetts, especially uh, Hyannis. It could be you know, rainy and cold, maybe we'll get an early snow, or it could be a beautiful fall day. But uh, either way, we're going to be inside of Cape Gunworks having a good time. That's
0: for sure. It's typical New England weather. If you don't like it, wait a minute. So,
2: <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, this next regional gunmakers match. You know, when people started talking about where we would be doing them and what states would make sense, uh, you know, Massachusetts, to be honest, wasn't on the top of the list. But but I think it makes all the sense in the world because, you know how important it is to educate people about what their rights are, how they can legally exercise them, um, and what fights we have uh, to make more things legal ahead of us. And, and Massachusetts is a, a great example of a state where private gun making is legal, uh, and a lot of people maybe don't think it is.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a common question we're getting when we're talking about it. Is people are like, "Can you actually make a gun here?" And it's, <laughs> "Yeah, you can. It's perfectly legal. Come on down, and we'll we'll set you up." But. Um, so you did the first ever one, right, down in St. Augustine back in what, right after I was there in March, I believe.
2: Uh, uh, no, that one was in June. Uh, I'm sorry. So we did, we did the big event in June. This Next year, we're doing it in March. So, so the first annual Gunmakers match, the big event with you know, rifles, uh, pistol caliber carbines, uh, braced pistols and pistols with, with 3D print guns, as well as the, uh, the kit builds. All of that was in June okay. of this year for the first time. Then we did a second one. We did a regional match here in Denver, where I am right now, uh, Triple J Armory, great indoor range. And that one was cool because it was the first time that we did a – and co-sponsored, by the way, with uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, an educational day about gun building the day before the oh event, my. which is obviously what we're going to be doing with you guys, too, at Cape Gunworks. So um, Firearms Policy Coalition got together with, uh, with us, you know, Guns for Everyone National – Is the organization behind the Gunmakers match but firearms policy coalition really had this idea of an educational bend to this really making sure that people knew not only that they can do it but helping them figure out how to do it so Mm. we're going to be doing that on this saturday i think it's the 20th uh we're going to be doing that there and you know matt is coming up from uh, rhode island he goes by 2a 3d print he's one of the best in the community when it comes to really being knowledgeable about the 3d printing stuff I know that you have a lot of people on staff there who also are are, going to be able to help people out. Um, I'll be able to throw in what I can, help people understand how to build kits, uh, build from kits over the 3D printing. And last time, I hope this happens again, last time we actually had some people who on Saturday – their first kit builds and then competed on Sunday with those guns that they built the day before.
0: Yeah, that's what our hope is, and we have some stuff coming in. I know we ordered a bunch of parts, and we have plenty of those, like fire control units from SIG in the 365 and the 320. And uh, I know that um, we have plenty of other accessories to go along with it, uh, and we have a lot of stuff inbound. So we're we're also talking to uh, JDS Supply and and whatnot, trying to get some more of the. Typical kits that they offer, but I also noticed that uh, it looks like Polymer80 came back out with that buy-build kit. They call it the AFT, and uh, aptly named. <laughs> uh, but it looks like there's another whole uh, setup coming out from them that I'm really excited to to see. So that's yeah,
2: that's the uh, that's the assemble for thyself. Of course, a play on uh, Biden's gaffe with uh, the AFT instead of ATF. Right. and uh what what's interesting about that is it's really that's a gateway drug kind of thing to me. <laughs> it's an assembly kit. it's not a build kit, so that one um, comes with everything you need right in the box. You don't have to do any you know cutting you don't have to do any drilling, you don't have to do any milling it's It's a serialized frame, and that's what I think a lot of people are already they're already in the private gun making are looking at that and they're a little disappointed um because Polymer eighty, of course, is known for helping people build guns and doing build kits. This assembly kit. Is kind of what we're talking about, right? It's, it's getting people into the idea of making their own gun one way or another. So, um, they haven't gone all the way back to the, the build by shoot, um, where you have to, you know, actually make the gun, uh, the you know, the frame, the receiver yourself. Um, but they have come out with that AFT, which I think is great because it'll get people excited about the idea that, okay, I, even if I wasn't sure about cutting and drilling and, you know, that part, I can do this part. And then hopefully that they become that much more comfortable with the idea of really making their own gun the next time.
0: Yeah, no that's a good point and uh that's kind of the same idea as the 320 and the 365 with the fire control units. It's really you're just assembling all the parts and you're kind of the maker of it and it's a serialized uh part that you do the federal background check on and um but right. You know, that's the that for us technology has helped us do the end around from the restrictive uh you know laws here in the state, because frankly, you can't buy a a 320 or a 365 in the state without a thumb safety. And so the only way to do it is to build your own with the fire control unit. So uh, people didn't even realize it's legal. And a lot of people still have that stigma like, oh, I can't own that gun because it's not mass compliant. No, all that means is that a licensed gun shop can't sell you that gun, but you can build it yourself or you can acquire it through private sale, and you can own it. There's no law that says you can't own it. And the same thing with a gun you self-build. So we're really excited about that.
2: Right. That is that is very cool. And, and you know, there is a distinction, obviously, between uh, just assembling a gun and building a gun and making a gun, and that's what the Gunmakers Match is about. So for those who are, who are listening and are interested in uh, – Joining us on the 20th and the 21st, the guns that everyone will be competing with on the 21st, those have to actually be privately made. So those have to be you know, the, the traditional 80% or polymer 80-style kits uh, the, or a 3D-printed frame, and that's a handgun-only event. Um, people can get the details about the Gunmakers Match the rules at gunmakersmatch.com or through Guns for Everyone National, and they're gfenational.com. Uh, I'm sure you guys have been putting up the links through Cape Gunworks as well. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. Um, there's some people that were interested in coming in from out of state um, with questions. And, of course, one of our other partners, GOAL, um, Gun Owners Action League there, they're going to have representatives as well uh, on site on the 20th and 21st. I know John Green's going to be there. They've been very helpful educating people about you know navigating that space of, of bringing guns into town um, as well as what happens once they make one um, because Massachusetts is a little different than uh, – you know, a lot of states when it comes to what you do after you've privately made a get,
0: Yeah, sure. And uh, all of this information is on the website, so that kind of backs up everything you're saying there. So they can go to capegunworks.com, and there's links to uh, the Gunmakers match and all that. So um, how is the, like, the first couple that you've done, this is, what, going to be the third one that you're participating in? or
2: um, Right, right.
0: Yeah, and so how, what's the... Uh, standard. What can people expect, to, like on the education day, and then going into the competition day? What was it like on the first couple of matches?
2: Well, the education day is pretty casual. It really is just show up, and uh, lots of people who are already into gun making came by to, to you know kind of meet friends and make friends. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people we only talk to each other on the internet, especially over the last you know year and a half. Um, there haven't been a lot of big events, and and the gun making crowd tends to know be a pretty private crowd, lots of, you know, code name interactions on Instagram or whatever. So when there's an event like this, um, we had a lot of people come out because they were already into it, just kind of wanting to meet other people, which is always fun. Right. And then as I said, we had people who had never built guns before. I think four or five people had never built guns before. Kind of felt like okay, this is cool. I can do it with supervision. You know, of course, um, there, it's, it's very specific. You know, we can't build the gun for you. We can't work the tools for you. But we can show you what to do, tell you what to do, and you know, call a call a pause if it looks like you're going going wrong in a way that's going to affect the way the gun will eventually work. Um, And I think that's great. It's really like a very safe kind of uh, safety net space for people to make make their own guns, even if it's something which gun makers might consider simple, like a polymer 80 build. If you've never done it before, um, you know, you don't want to spend the money and waste it. You don't want to ruin it. Um, You don't want to have a gun that's not going to operate properly. So it's it's cool to do it in a supervised environment. Mm -hmm. Now, for the competition event, anybody who's done um, USPSA, uh, two gun, three gun, IDPA, you can imagine like how you, how those pistol stages run. That's how the gun makers match pistol stages run. So you'll get a designated um, sequence of, of shooting positions, designated targets at each shooting position. You'll be told how many shots you have to put into each target at each shooting position. And uh, generally speaking, um, we tell people, you know, you can't go out on any stage with more than 60 rounds. Uh, but we haven't had a stage yet that has required more than 30 and only a couple that have required, uh, more than 20. So mm. it's not going to eat up a lot of ammunition. Um, there'll be three stages, um, for, for everybody who competes. So you'll go through three stages. There'll be two divisions. It'll be the 3d printed guns and the kit build guns. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. It'll be a, a relatively small event. Uh, people that have gone to a lot of competitions, you know, you can expect most of, of the people we've seen at the Gunmakers match are, are not um, what i would consider you know world-class competitors it's, it's a casual group it's a fun group and and that's what we want to do we want to get people together who are interested in firearms interested in building guns maybe building guns for the first time and uh let them have some fun and maybe even uh you know take home a plaque or win a prize
0: yeah that'd be great and uh you've been kind of taking this hobby by storm i when i was there in march you you were 3d printing just you kept that thing going pretty much the whole time I was there (laughs) and you've certainly, uh, evolved your, your making into, you know, braced pistols and everything else. And last time we talked, you were talking about making your own hunting gun and I know you got a hunting trip coming up, so I don't know if you got there or not, but you were hoping to be able to. Yeah, I
2: did. So I did a a 308 rifle, um, you know, the receiver for a 308 rifle and uh, got it zeroed, got it ready to go. And I actually sat in South Carolina, um, I was teaching classes. I did uh, an event at uh, Wake Forest University, a guest lecture event a week ago today, and then I taught a class on Friday in South Carolina with South Carolina Gun School, and uh, the guy who owns South Carolina Gun School has some property, private land. So I I went ahead, I bought my non-resident license, bought my deer tag, and uh, sure enough, I sat out there uh, one morning and two evenings. And uh, just nothing came by. Uh, I was looking forward to, to taking my first year with a, with a 3d printed gun, but the opportunity didn't uh, show up. I, I hope it will later in the season tomorrow. I'm taking off to South Dakota. So I'm doing a uh, annual archery hunt. Um, I think it's the eighth year we've done it. And, uh, we've got a group of five, six guys. We're going to get together and, and just, uh, have a good time for five or six days. And I hope that, uh, well, maybe not by this time tomorrow, but, uh, not too much later than this time tomorrow, there'll be, uh, i like, go well, on the ground, because I always like to take a doe on the first day and, and then feed the camp the rest of the week with that doe, and I'll sit there with my, uh, my other tag, hoping to buck walk out.
0: So, uh, well, hopefully you put a couple down, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful time, and try not to work from the tree stand. But thanks for joining us, Rob. We'll see you soon. Let me know how you make out. Take care, bud. All right. The best legal protection you can get, text cgwma to 281-603-0066 text cgwma to 281-603-0066 remember members can call lawyers anytime for even compliance questions and we will be right back this is rapid fire
3: this is the voltec vt 10i it's your travel buddy so it goes where you go to your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com. And find us online at Facebook.com slash Safe.
4: May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd, and may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex.
5: Hello, this is attorney Keith G. Langer. not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, health care proxies, and powers of attorney, zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508 508- 384 8692, that's 508 384 8692, or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com.
0: Talk to you soon. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week. Go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire. I want to thank Rob Pincus for joining us to give you a little update on the Gunmakers match coming up toward the end of the month on the 20th and 21st. So that's going to be an exciting time. And we will get to your questions in the next segment. Right now, we are joined by Keith Langer, and I wanted to get him on the horn and pick his brain a little bit about the whole uh, hearing that was this morning with the SCOTUS. And uh, Keith, thanks for joining us. Long time, no talk. How you been?
6: Not too bad, Toby.
0: How'd you survive the great storm? Oh, we—the only thing better than uh, having a storm with no power and everything else—is having COVID while you're home with no power and everything else going on. <laughs> having to take care of the dog, and my family deserted me, <laughs> and uh, in a dark house, suffering in silence, all by myself, no one to cry on. So, anyway, but I'm back to my the full misery. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the way it was intended, right? To if you're going to be in misery, you might as well make it all the way. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, jumping right right into it, I didn't know if you got a chance to listen or read any of the transcripts of this morning's hearing uh, between the SCOTUS about the New York Pistol and Rifle Association versus uh, Bruin, and uh, what your thoughts are on it.
6: Well, it's been a busy day, so I have not been able to listen to anything except the little tiny clips I get on on the radio, which are not substantive. My big concern with the case is the way the Supreme Court altered the original question. Mm. As, pre- as presented to the court, and which the court almost always accepts, when you do a petition for certiorari, the first thing you do is tell the court the question presented. And the court deals with that question. In this case, the court restricted the scope of the question, which was originally, is it a violation of the Second Amendment to so arbitrarily restrict the right to carry outside the home? And what they did was frame it as whether the two petitioners had their rights somehow restricted by New York's policy. Well, that is an egregious alteration because what it means is all you get is relief for the two petitioners. The petition was framed the way it does to give relief to the thousands of people in New York City afflicted by this policy.
0: Huh. Well, it's it's interesting because I know that... uh... As I was listening to it, uh, there was – I think the Solicitor General did a terrible job of making the case for restricting uh, people's rights. And I I know at one point even, I think it was Gorsuch asked and said, hey, uh, you know, we don't restrict the First Amendment or require a permit for the First Amendment, so why is it germane to restrict the Second Amendment? And uh, with a permit and make people give you a reason why they need a a reason to exercise their rights. So I I thought that part was a pivotal part. And, uh, you know, because that's obvious, obvious question that especially gun owners are always asking, like you're treating the gun owner a lot different than you treat every other right. And I know that Clarence Thomas has even made that argument that it has become a disfavored right. And I think Gorsuch uh, or Alito, I'm not sure who it was, um, asked that question. And they, in in my opinion, basically just uh, did a terrible job and basically pointed to the fact that these rights have been restricted all the way back to the 1800s with Tennessee and Texas and Alabama and Arkansas. And uh, so because historically a state has restricted the right that going forward, it should be restricted or be able to be restricted. That was their their argument. And a lot of those well, states real, are concealed carry now. I mean, uh, constitutional carry. So,
6: Well, the real issue, if they want to play that game, is look at why were the rights restricted? Because they didn't want blacks to have guns. Hmm. That's where those states' gun control came from. It restricted blacks from owning guns. And then, at the turn of the 19th century, New York gave us the blueprint for current urban licensing with the Sullivan Act. And the purpose of that was to keep the immigrants, largely the Italians, uh, and before then the Irish, from having firearms. <laughs> so gun control was always aimed at restricting the rights of minorities.
0: Yeah, I would agree that gun control is racist. And uh, it by far affects the minority populations and generally the poor urban populations, uh, which tend to be, you know, minority. And uh, so to this day, I I see gun control is racist. And, uh, you know, I think that one of the good movements forward is the fact that uh, Virginia has now elected a— minority attorney general and uh lieutenant governor so i love that picture of the lieutenant governor standing there with her ar-15 so the very first uh black woman to hold office statewide in the state of virginia and i think that's a awesome mandate on the on the second amendment and you know um it was a good day as far as the second amendment is concerned in the state of virginia but um yeah i and see
6: she, she's also not native american she was an immigrant she joined the marines before she was even a citizen and became a citizen afterwards so you've got a woman again from jamaica came here she out harris's camilla harris
0: yeah And
6: the
0: the funniest headline is that this election was racist. (laughs) You know, isn't that? I mean, that's the only argument that they have right now is, oh, it's racist. It's racist. I mean, Terry McAuliffe was, you know, using that as his big campaign issue. And it's like, how is it racist when the lieutenant governor and the attorney general on the Republican side are both minorities? So it's that, oh, it's reverse racism, I guess. I don't know. How do you explain that?
6: Well, <laughs> because oh. they have to, it, number one, it's about the only play they've got left in their playbook. Mm-hmm. And it distracts from the real, I think the real issue in Virginia. People were sick and tired of the school boards running a roughshod over parents' rights Parents control over their children and parents control over what the school teaches their children. And when you've got the Biden administration unleashing the FBI on parents who have the temerity to challenge critical race theory in their school board meetings, I think that put even the uh, the moderates over the top.
0: Yeah, it was uncanny when Terry McAuliffe said that I don't think parents should be able to dictate what is taught to their children. (laughs) I mean,
6: the audacity. Statists think citizens are property. Most importantly, the children, because the children are easier to manipulate and program for the next generation of statists.
0: It's unbelievable. It is just, you know, the fact that I feel like he said the quiet part out loud is even more remarkable. And that just shows how Elitist and how they feel that they're, um, you know, they're the audacity, you know, it's not going to trickle down and come back to bite them in the butt. Well, this one came back to bite them in a big time way. And I think there was a, a referendum on, you know, what parents really think about that. And they said that was the number one issue amongst parents was the whole critical race theory. Uh so
6: and Biden unleashing the FBI yeah. two weeks before the election was it, it was a windfall for the Republicans. They they could not have asked for a greater blessing.
0: Uh, I agree. I agree. And uh
6: now, now we just have to see what happens in New Jersey because that's still twisting slowly, slowly in the wind.
0: Right. The only thing that makes me a little nervous, and I think, I don't know if they've certified the election in Virginia, but I keep reading these stories of, oh, well, wait a minute. Fairfax County, you know, had some problems and they have to recount and re scan all the ballots. And it's like, how many do we need to make up here? You know, <laughs> you can almost see yeah, them in well, the background. The room.
6: main thing is the main thing with Virginia is the absentee ballots because they're taking them in after. The election is actually over oh, as long gosh. as Postmark is right. So uh, I I see a potential for problems in that regard. Mm. Oh. I know from having worked the election last time, the absentee ballots are a major headache and an incredible cost for the towns. Mm. But for the, the town clerk and the election workers, dealing with the absentee ballots is... Uh, Very, very, very tedious.
0: Yeah. It's a mess, no doubt about it, but it looks like it's trending in the right direction. Hopefully uh, it holds up in all states and uh, all races. (laughs) It looks like a lot of the even school committee and town council races and, uh, you know, a lot of those, that's where this battleground really is in the grassroots effort in communities and counties and at the county level is you know where the where the battle is going to be won in the local schools and and whatnot so hopefully the trend continues as it goes forward so um you know well, you i know think what the, they
6: say all politics is local
0: that's for sure
6: but uh, we need to watch the supreme court and see how they've manipulated this question and uh, and see what relief, if any, it deigns to give us. Because by restricting the scope of the question to merely the petitioners, they basically undercut the entire purpose of the lawsuit, which was to uh, restore rights to all the New York City citizens.
7: Hmm.
0: Well, maybe next...
6: The city can open state.
0: Yeah, it's certainly not going to... We're not going to know anytime soon, right? This is going to take months, I'm sure, to, oh, yes. to matriculate. <laughs> um, but... Let's hope that uh, the, the court makes a, a ruling in favor um, that in a way that's very broad to, um, you know, basically smack down the eight states that still archaically restrict people's rights. And, uh, you know, it would, be a good, it would be a good windfall for the Second Amendment that we haven't seen in a long time.
6: I was going to say the last thing we had that was even close to a win was the great um pepper spray case and that was right here in massachusetts
0: all right and clarence thomas was still alive you mean i mean uh, uh, scalia scalia excuse me yeah because he wrote the I mean, uh scalia was still alive, yeah. yeah yeah that's what i meant so all right keith thanks so much for your wisdom as always we appreciate you opining on the subject of law and uh we'll see you next week and uh if you haven't taken a private lesson you can get one-on-one instruction tailored to you we have lessons for pistol rifle and shotgun you can come test out different guns book one now at capegunworks.com forward slash privates so we would love to have you and we have a lot of great instructors here that'll tailor a course for you all right we will be right back after this you're listening to rapid fire i'm toby leary
5: Nobody thinks it will happen to them, but with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
0: Alright, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and you can join us every week if you tune in. You can go to CapeGunWorks.com, click on rapid fire, and you'll be notified when we go live so that you can have your question answered, which we are going to do in this segment. And I apologize for those who've been waiting patiently on the chat here. Um, Let's jump right into it. Schumann says, do you guys have an RDB on the range for rent? And unfortunately, we do not. Um, That is a hard gun to get, and we don't uh, get enough of them to kind of dedicate one to the range. Uh, everyone I get is already kind of spoken for. But we have an RFB on the floor right now. So if you want to come check out the 308 version of that gun, you can check it out. And those take the FNFAL metric mags. So there are pre-bands floating around if you want a high-cap version of that gun. Um, and P.S. says uh, that he had COVID around the same time when we uh, were without power and uh he says how are you feeling because my chest is still killing well i feel good now thank god um my chest never really hurt my back hurt like a son of a gun and my throat and a bunch of other stuff everything hurt for a while there but uh, i feel pretty good i actually played hockey last night so that was exciting and uh yeah Davey wants to know if we have any more cellular and Bellet 9mm FMJ in stock, and the answer to that is no. We're fresh out of that, but I've been told we might have some coming in, but I have Fiocchi, I have Angel Fire, I have Winchester, so but we are running low on 9mm FMJ, but hopefully we'll have more in soon. I just ordered a bunch, of, uh, bunch more Angel Fire, so they have some great uh, warranty on their ammo, and... Uh, We got the 115 grain instead of the subsonic stuff. So excited about that. Jeff was saying it was great to listen to the oral arguments today. And I agree. I thought it was fascinating. I was on a conference call from like 10 to 11. So I only caught the last half hour, 45 minutes of it. But I found it to be fascinating um, because I've never really heard a, a Supreme Court proceeding before. But what was interesting was how... Um, there was no waste of time. I found it to be very efficient, and they only argued for two hours, but it was basically open shut. You know, you got a question, you got a question. All right, you want to clarify that? You want to clarify that? All right, next. I, I mean, it was efficient, and uh, I found it interesting that they heard arguments for two hours. The, all the justices were asking questions and follow up questions, and I found the Solicitor General from. Uh, presenting for the, I don't know if it was for the federal government or for New York state, but uh, I found her to be very confused and tripping over herself. And, uh, you know, hopefully the the whole nine yards, you know, comes out favorably for us. So, but that, that'll be good. Um, P.S. says, Toby is not Russell. Yes, that is true. So we, we both have our differences. I don't think you'll confuse me with Russell when you walk in the shop anytime soon. Um and I guess that's a dig at me meaning like Russell does a better job at my show than I do at my show. So uh hats off to you Russell. And uh Russell is hanging his head a little bit today. He's like I got my first negative comment. Someone said Russell is not Toby. So maybe that's where this comments coming from to perk him back up. And uh you just can't read the comments every time they're Russell. So <laughs> um what kind of gun is that behind me, hanging on the wall? Um, I have my short-barreled rifle. It is a Seekins Precision short SBR. Um, it's the first SBR I ever built, and I've been shooting it ever since, and it's loads of fun. And I paid the $200 tax stamp on that gun, and uh, I'm a big fan of the Seekins Precision. Uh, I think their guns are phenomenal. And uh, we used to sell a ton of them before the edict came down on the day of infamy on 7 2016 But anyway, remember that if you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. That's CGWMA to 281 603 for a very special offer on US Law Shield Self-Defense membership and we would love to have you join and you'll get a good deal if you use that code all right thanks so much stay tuned this is rapid fire and we will be right back
7: made in america since 1949 family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady
0: Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunwork.
7: SnapSafe, featuring a pry-resistant three-sixteenth-inch solid steel door, twenty-three hundred degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back
0: to Rapid Fire. I'm your host Toby Leary. Join us every week at CapeGunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. You can get our live broadcast to the show, and also you can chime in and let your question be heard, which we are going to get back to some of your questions in a minute, and we appreciate you guys tuning in every week. We have a new sponsor, in case you didn't notice, Uh, Federal Punch is now a sponsor of the show. We're really happy to have them on board, and so we just aired their ad for the first time. And so this is the very first ammunition company to sponsor the show, and we're really excited about that. They've launched that punch series of ammo, and we got a good supply of it in 22. You don't really think of 22 ammo as a self-defense cartridge, but they have redesigned the 22 to have extra punch for those who do choose to carry it. And there's a lot of people who do. Um, uh, you've heard the saying, like it's better to have a gun than not have one and so what's the best gun to get is the one you're going to carry so uh we'd like to have um would love to have you guys come down and check it out and see what you think it is a flat nose bullet and in their fire cartridges it's a it's a bonded jacketed hollow point so anyway uh yeah we're glad to have them on as our silver sponsor and uh vortex is obviously our premier sponsor um they're the platinum sponsor of the show And uh, so we're happy to have both of them on board. Anyway, uh, let's get back to some of your questions here. Um, Let's see. Uh, Abram says, so we can own a P-80 in Massachusetts? I'm still confused on the whole build your gun thing. Yes, you can. So uh, you can build your own polymer 80 pistol. And uh, once you get it all done, you can then go ahead and (laughs) register it in the state of Massachusetts. And so it's a it's a wonderful way to get a Glock clone or a Glock knockoff. And the uh, Polymer80 makes a phenomenal kit, I think that uh, works really well. They also make a frame for the 320s. So I really like their 320 frames, the full size 320 frames. So um, check those. Out. We have both in stock at our shop here, and uh, yeah, would love to have you check them out. Um, Let's see, uh, Bob thinks Justice Robert, Roberts is going to screw us on this decision, which he might, but I think he's outnumbered, thank God. Finally, uh, I think Amy Coney Barrett has really tipped the scales, um, so I don't think we're relying on Justice Roberts anymore. He has really disappointed in so many of his decisions, and uh, just goes to prove you never can tell Um I think somebody has leverage on him, frankly. I don't know what his reason for turning so uh, sharply against, um, you know, he was nominated by, I think, uh, President Bush. And, um, yeah, you'd think that he would be a much more conservative justice than he is, and he was when he started out. But he has really gone the wrong way on a lot of stuff, um, in my opinion. But... Anyway, uh, I don't think it hinges on him anymore, thankfully, so that's good. Um, and Abram says, "Oh, thanks. Uh, yes, I agree. Mass laws are crazy." Uh, he's replying to somebody who says you got to still register the gun through the M through the Mass EFA ten portal. Um, so yeah, you still do have to do that. We still live in a registration state until that is deemed unconstitutional, but. I think that's been challenged in lower courts and held up. So, uh, until that makes its way up to the Supreme Court, I think we're stuck with it. Why don't um, you make me. <laughs> Jeff says, "Did Keith have a chance to look at the eighty percent lower that you put a fixed mag lock onto last time you spoke? I think you were going to send him a unit. Uh, we have not got got him a unit yet because we don't have any in stock. Um, but I'm pretty confident in our current uh, situation here." Uh we've sold a lot of them and um unless you destroy a certain part of the gun you're not getting that mag out so that's kind of the 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 uh litmus test if you will uh if you need tools you, with tools you can overcome anything right you can break into a car you can smash a window you can defeat a lock so uh um I think that you know uh with tools, you can do a lot of stuff. So if you need a tool to remove the magazine from the gun, uh, I think you're doing it wrong. So for that reason, I'm going to keep selling them. And I think they're in good shape. Kevin says, Our judicial system is so left, it's unreal. Listening to the justices, is completely obvious that they are anti-gun without a doubt. Sad because their bias should exclude them from the case. It's ridiculous. I would agree if you take a lot of their questions on the surface but I think a lot of them like the one Amy Coney Barrett asked uh, made it sound like she was uh, voicing her support for the way that um, the solicitor general was uh, coming across but I think it was almost a way of saying like, oh, there you go. Like, it was contrasting. So there's certain things you got to look at. Number one is the question uh, and how it's phrased. And number two, what is the obvious answer to that? And number three, what does the law say about it? Um, so once you kind of process some of these questions and some of the answers that the justices gave, I think it um, it paints the the people trying to restrict rights into a corner. That's the way I saw it. So but I know what you mean if you think about how some of the I mean some of them are definitely against guns. You know, I think it's Sotomayor. Uh you know, it's not you can't hide the <laughs> the the drip that comes from her that, you know, you already know which way she's gonna vote. But um maybe I'm I'll be surprised. I don't know. And like Keith said Maybe some of the like Justice Sotomayor will surprise us because she's a minority and maybe she'll see that, hey, yeah, gun control has historically been used to restrict uh, minorities from obtaining guns. And hopefully that is a chapter in the dark past of America. And I want to shine the brightest light we can on that. And I hope that those are debated about when people are, um, you know, presenting these cases or when the, uh, justices are deliberating. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. Um, Chris is wondering what the rule is on a pistol as far as weight. And I believe it's 49 ounces with a detachable magazine. If it has a detachable mag and it's 49 ounces, it is considered an assault weapon, but I don't believe that, the uh, weight issue has any bearing on a pistol as long as it doesn't have a detachable mag i mean the thompson contender is on the pistol roster or the firearms roster and i'm sure that gun is you know with a 15 inch barrel that's chambered in 308 or whatever it is uh it's probably over 49 ounces so um yeah i think that it only matters if there's a detachable magazine so uh hopefully that clears it up chris um So, yeah, and uh, PS chimes in on that, that a pistol can't be over 50 ounces, but it has to have a fixed mag. If it has a fixed mag, the assault weapons ban does not apply because the fixed mag and anyway, et cetera, et cetera. So, hey, Buckaroo, how are you? And uh, so, yeah, get your questions in if you want them answered. Um, And there's plenty of buzz out there today from, I mean, there's a lot going on. The whole election, then the... uh, kyle rittenhouse trial is underway not to mention the whole oral arguments before scotus and uh so yeah jump on the blogs jump on uh ammoland.com you got tons of articles to read out there and uh, you can also listen to some of um gadgets and gear uh jared's channel there on youtube he does a great job breaking all this stuff down so all right we are done with this first hour of the show. So uh, don't go anywhere. You can jump in on the second hour if you're listening on capegunworks.com. And if you're listening on the radio, we will see you next week unless you're on WCRN. Stay tuned for the second hour. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So tune in at capegunworks.com slash rapidfire and join us on the range or extended questions and answers to your Second Amendment questions. I will be right back, so don't go away. God bless, and you're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lear. Alexander Hamilton said, Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com.
5: Nobody thinks it will happen to them, but with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
7: Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady.
0: Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion you need punch defensive ammunition from federal the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition get federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at cape
7: gunworks snap safe Featuring a pry-resistant inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security.
0: Welcome to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. And tune in every week at CapeGunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation. Remember to like us on all the social media platforms, at CapeGunworks. On Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Twitter, Getter, even though they took us off. Uh, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble. Are we on the new one yet? The, which one? The new one doesn't exist yet. It's coming soon. Truth Social is coming soon. We will be on that as well. So, yes, you can find us on all the big tech at Cape Gunworks. And we are being further restricted just on about on a weekly, daily basis now. Every time I open up my Instagram app, I have a new post that's been removed for violations of their terms of agreement. And what's funny is they change the rules as they go. So what was possible 2 years ago is no longer possible and so they go through and mine out the stuff that violates the new rules even though it was perfectly within Game the rules over. <laughs> perfectly within the rules 2 years ago when we made the post and then that knocks against you so after three strikes they're like your whole account is in danger of being suspended because of the post that you did 2 years ago when it was perfectly fine to do and basically it's showcase a nice gun and actually put a price on it so yay! What way to go for the first amendment there big tech so anyway I'm sure we'll continue to fight that battle and uh, it's sad that um, companies that profit from people talking and they consider themselves a social media platform uh, also profits in censorship. So the very thing that makes them able to exist, i.e. the First Amendment, uh, is the very thing that they use mm-hmm. to restrict <laughs> to restrict our, our rights. So, yeah, I know it's a private institution and they can do what they want because it's private, but I think they should have their Chapter 230 immunity protections revoked if they do if they do restrict free speech in any way shape or form like they do but that's a long debate for another day so anyway there you have it but uh, welcome back to the second hour of rapid fire we're glad you're here and hopefully you guys got to listen to some of the some of the stuff that is coming down the pipe Uh, we had Elections, uh, we had the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is underway. And I found it interesting that on the day the trial started, um, the day that the trial started, a new video surfaced of the shooting and how he was actually being pursued, and someone saying something to the effect that you're not going to be able to do that, MF or whatever he said, uh, meaning like he's hunting him down to kill him. And, uh, he, you know, he was attacked a couple of times, uh, once with a skateboard and once with a firearm and then another guy hunting him down. And so uh, this is a whole new set of video that has been released. What It's like, what took so long? Why does it have to wait until the trial starts for this stuff to surface? Like, why couldn't it have come out all at once? It may or may not have affected him being charged in the first place. But anyway, he was obviously being pursued and uh, you know, I'm sure that it's a, a case that is under the scrutiny of everybody. But it, you can already already see the writing on the wall that if he gets off, um, that it was because of racism. That's the excuse for everything these days is racism. Uh, but I don't think it was racism. I think he legitimately did shoot in self-defense. Now, you could have the argument, what was he doing there in the first place? And why was he armed? And, you know, is there really this good Samaritan thing where, like, you're there to protect everybody? But if you see the video that was released a couple days ago when they pan out and they show the drone shots, too, and everything that's going on, like cars burning, people looting, actively destroying property, and, you know, no one there to prevent it like at what point i'm i'm a big proponent of not defending stuff with lethal force all right especially in my own, in a home or a business where like someone wants to steal the computer okay take the computer and go i'll replace it we'll deal with it i got it backed up we'll we'll call the cops and we'll let them deal with it but what about when the cops don't come to the aid of people they're told to stand down they're not gonna go stop people from looting and burning your building or your place of business everything you've invested in and frankly maybe insurance will cover it maybe it won't what if insurance has limits like hundred thousand dollar limit or a million dollar limit and there's three million dollars in damage you know I can't afford to take a two million dollar hit so at what point does defending your business or defending your property actually makes sense, and this is a whole new way of thinking about self-defense for me. Whereas I've been a proponent of not defending stuff with lethal force, but frankly, I'm a little nervous that the stuff quickly becomes life if people do breach the building in the or breach the home. Uh, So, you know, there's obviously a clear line of when life is threatened that has been crossed and now lethal force makes sense. But I've never been a big proponent of defending property with lethal force if it could be easily replaced. But when you see riots occurring in places and first responders refusing to come to the aid of people, that are trying to preserve their livelihood and their businesses and their, uh, you know, their personal assets and basically everything that they own. And if all that goes up in smoke or all that goes up in flames, um, you know, will insurance actually repair it, Uh, replace it? Do you even know what you have? And there's stuff that can't be replaced. Um, But the, the irony of all that is it wasn't something that we really had to think about. I mean, yes, there was extreme, uh, you know, L.A. riots a few years ago in the late 80s, early 90s. I can't remember exactly when that was, where the whole rooftop Koreans defended their businesses with arms. Um, But that was a time when people saw a gun and was like, oh, shoot, I think I'm going to go the other way. Uh, And they effectively did defend their, they banded together and effectively defended their property and their places of business. And you know they had something to go to work to the next day, so that I think is something that is very important and uh you know you can't you can't um, put a value on that and fortunately, we do have the right to keep and bear arms in this country and uh but i I don't want to become this proponent of defending stuff with firearms, but on the other hand. Uh, defending our livelihood is uh, a very important thing you know if you have nothing to come to work to that's a that's a big hit that is life changing altercation, you know a life changing event in your in your world that has uh, you know could take years and years and decades to recover from. and so yeah, I mean I'm having some sort of paradigm shift in my world. About this, and uh, people have successfully defended their places of business with arms, and it hasn't come back to bite them because they haven't had to fire a shot. But I think this Kyle Rittenhouse case is is one of those cases where it has come back to bite him. And he was there to do the right thing and hopefully defer deter people from uh, you know destroying property. But he ended up finds himself in court today and uh, defending himself and his actions. So. All right, uh, don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday night and Ladies Night every other Thursday Or try our range experience package and no gun license is required for any of those events. You will be under the supervision of our very good range officers. So this is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. So stay tuned.
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers, with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, and the Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're glad you're here. Uh, so you can join us every week if you go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and you can call into the show or type it in the chat, and we'll get to your questions. But don't forget to join us for the Gunmakers Match, a shooting contest for gunmakers being held at Cape Gunworks on the, for the very first time, November 20th and 21st. November 20th will be the educational part of it. You'll hear from uh, people uh, that can help you build your very own gun. And hopefully, once you get it built, you can use it in the Gunmakers Match the very next day, Sunday the 22nd. I'm mean, sorry, Sunday the 21st. We will be having the, uh, the match, so it'll be great. So go to capegunworks.com and click on the Gunmakers banner to register. It is sponsored by Firearms Policy Coalition. It is sponsored by Gun Owners Action League and uh, Guns for Everyone, so we're really excited about that and uh, we're going to have a lot of experts in the field of gun making, from 3D printed guns to uh, manufacturing your own like uh, Polymer 80 or something like that. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about it. Uh, so come on down, you can go to the link on the website and you can read all the rules about the Gun Makers Match. So it's going to be exciting times. Um, we're really looking forward to doing this in in the great state of Massachusetts, and uh, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So um, let's get back to some of your questions. Um, Buckaroo's wondering if any good Massachusetts firearms laws have changed for the better. It's been a while since he's been back in Mass, and um, I would say there were has been a couple things that have changed for the better. Number one, you don't need a gun license to buy pepper spray anymore. That's something that happened in the last few years. You also can buy a taser now. That's something that's changed, so a stun gun or a taser. and uh, But you do need to have a license to carry, and they treat it like a firearm. So it's still very restricted, but uh, that's a good thing. Um Couple of things that changed. Uh, one of which, uh, when they extended the storage law or the penalties for improper storage of a firearm, there was an avalanche of gun control legislation s- set to hit. And the state put out, you know, did a whole year's worth of public comment period, like they're supposed to, and everything else. And I will say that one of the good pieces of gun legislation is that that stuff didn't get pushed through they did push through an extended uh, and higher fines and prisons time for improper storage of a firearm uh... but on the other hand all the other stuff that was slated to fall on us like a piano falling out of a skyscraper didn't happen so i'm gonna call that a win that we were able to stem that off through the public opinion and uh, you know, the public comment period. So fortunately for that. And then we've been at this Mexican standoff ever since where nothing really has happened pro or against guns. Um, I know that lots of stuff gets introduced every year by the usual suspects, the Cynthia creams and the, the like. Um, But we have not had anything get voted out of committee, I believe. And so for or against guns. So hopefully uh, we'll see some good movement in the Supreme Court here on these this case, which could affect us here in Massachusetts. And uh, uh, Heartless is also wondering if any ma- laws have changed for the better. And he's a gunsmith in Oklahoma and he hasn't heard anything since he's left. but. Um, no, we—that's basically it in a nutshell, as far as I know. Uh, there is some good pending legislation, though. I know Firearms Policy Coalition has sued the Attorney General in uh, federal court, so that's that's a good thing. The Attorney General's first attempt to have it dismissed has failed, so it looks like the court, the you know, the trial will go forward. And so um, that's my hats off to Firearms Policy Coalition. They're doing. A lot of good work out there in a lot of restrictive states, and they're seeing um, a lot of good progress in that. And right now, gun control is being fought in the court systems. But I think uh, there's an overall referendum, uh, and I think there'll be a big swing if this week's elections have uh, told us anything. You'll see it in 2022 and 2024. Um, to pro-gun candidates, and I'm hoping that's the case. I think that people especially are very tired of big government in their tyrannical ways uh, imposing upon us in so many different ways as far as uh, guns and First Amendment and mandates and critical race theory and uh, the audacity of coming out and saying parents don't have any say over what their children are taught. This is the type of stuff that never used to be said out loud. And now in their arrogance and elitism in the the swamp feels that they can just come out and say the quiet part out loud, which i'm I'm glad they are because I think it's waking up a lot of people to um, how important each election is. And like Keith Langer said in the first hour, all elections are local and it's so true. Um, politics or local, uh, get involved in the, you know, the school committees and the town councils and, uh, you know, all every office that you uh, could possibly run for and Can't be a big difference in the community. And a lot of my friends have started to get involved politically and uh, we're seeing some good movement in those directions. And, and uh, we got to start taking back our country one office at a time and it starts on the community level. So uh, let's do it. Let's see it happen. Uh, if you've ever had any thoughts of, of getting involved in politics, this might be the time. Time to do it, brother and sister. Stand up and be counted. <laughs> and uh, I approve this message. So, anyway, uh, let's see. PS is saying, oh, boy, what about the Boston mayor? Uh, yeah, I don't really know much about the the mayor-elect. woo um so um I I really didn't have a dog in the fight, but I'm sure it's gonna be more of the same. That uh, you know, isn't known to be a bastion of freedom when it comes to politics in Boston. Most of them are a little bit left of uh Mao Zedong and uh <laughs> you know, Lenin and Karl Marx, but anyway. Um The Bill of Rights should apply to all websites used in America. No free speech. Ban them. I mean, you know, here's the thing. I think part of freedom is allowing things that you don't agree with. Uh, So I don't want to see them banned, but I do believe that protections should be removed if they restrict. Um, So if they want to, you know, tell a story and tell a narrative, They should be able to be able to do that but they should also not have the chapter 231 protection that gives them immunity against uh, you know reporting news or whatever Uh, so frankly they are really uh, an arm of the Democratic Party and you know they're really filtering what what can and can't be said and so If they want to do that, that's fine. They should just have to state it and they should call themselves Pravda instead of Meta or Facebook or whatever the heck they want to call themselves. Um, I think they should um, be removed from the protections that were enacted to protect media sources from being sued if they report the news. Um, But, uh, you know, even media sources uh, don't have that. Protection if they slander. So a lot of them uh, find out the hard way they can't just say whatever they want. Like uh, CNN and a lot of the other ones that got sued by Lynn Wood for the Covington Catholic boys, who uh, stood their ground and basically just stood there, and uh, the the mainstream media took them to the behind the woodshed, and then Lynn Wood returned the favor, and now that Covington Catholic boys. Is like, a, you know, he might be a billionaire by now because he's four for four on the lawsuits that have settled out of court. And they haven't even revealed what the amounts are. So, you know, they're all hundreds of millions of dollars, um, which I'm hoping will eventually defund these groups that are, uh, you know, hell bent on restricting your First and Second Amendment. But anyway, I don't know how I got down that rabbit trail. Uh Conan saying, did I hear the good news? He got all his guns back from the OUI incident, and he has been found not guilty. And for some reason, he gets a delay every time he buys a gun, which will take some time to clear up, I'm sure. And uh, delay is better than a no. Um, I thought you got delayed before, though, so maybe not. Um, But anyway, I'm happy that turned out favorably for you. Uh, And so um, let's see here. Brian saying, Russell did a good job. You both bring a unique and different perspective. Well, thank you. I'll give him an attaboy, Brian. I know Russell uh, is, is a good gun guy, and he can talk guns, so maybe we'll have him fill in some other time. But speaking of filling in, I am filling in for the Grace Curley Show on the 22nd of November, which is Monday, the day after the Gunmakers match, and... I'm also gonna to toot my own horn here and I'll be filling oh, in for my I'm gonna be filling in for Howie Carr on the twelfth in the six to seven o'clock hour. So you wanna stay tuned oh, for that no. one. no! Yes. So set your cl- alarm, alarm. clock. Set a reminder to tune in on the twelfth, Friday the twelfth. Uh, so that's a week from Friday. I'm looking forward to that. And we will have fun. We'll take your calls, talk guns, freedom second amendment self-defense on the howie car radio network that'll be exciting so anyway you want to make sure you get the best legal protection you want to text cgwma to 281 603 text cgwma to 281 603 for the best legal protection and a good discount. And members can even call the lawyer anytime they want, even for compliance questions. So get on board. This is Rapid Fire and don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
5: Nobody thinks it will happen to them, but with over 2000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, It's closer to home than you think. At US Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, US Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and I'm happy to be here, and hopefully you are happy to be here as well. So go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire to get signed up and notified whenever we go live. And you never know what you're going to get on this show. You might get me, you might get Russ, you might get somebody else. Who knows? Uh, but for the most part, I'm here, and I'm back after a two-week sabbatical while I convalesced from the big sea. So now I have natural immunity, and I don't have to worry anymore. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, so before I get back to your questions, uh, there's an article on Ammoland.com talking about the Supreme Court case, the New York State Pistol Rifle Association versus uh, Bruin, excuse me, Um, and Alan Gottlieb, the founder of Second Amendment Foundation, and he's the executive uh, vice president, believes that uh, a good case was made today by attorney Paul Clement, who used to be a solicitor general uh, for the George Bush administration. Um, so I'm going to read to you a little bit out of this article. And it says, um, in his appearance before the United States Supreme Court Wednesday, Attorney paul clement argued that new york made it all but impossible for ordinary law-abiding citizens to exercise their second amendment rights specifically the right to carry firearms outside the home for purpose of self-defense clement who served as a solicitor general under president george w bush and represents the petitioner in new york state rifle and pistol association v. bruin told the justices that carrying a concealed firearm outside the home is constitutionally protected activity for which citizens should not be required to prove need or show cause. And uh, I would agree with that statement. Um, The Second Amendment Foundation filed an amicus brief in support of this case, uh, along with a dozen state firearms associations, Allen, Gottlieb, the Second Amendment Foundation founder and executive uh, vice president, believes Clement made his case, and Gottlieb predicts a victory will be forthcoming. He says the oral arguments went very well for the gun rights movement. I think the question from the justices were telling. It appears from the questions that we may not get any of the Democrat-appointed justices to fully recognize the Second Amendment, Gottlieb said. However, the remaining justices tipped their hand. I predict at least a 5-4 or possibly a 6-3 victory, but the chief justice did not tip his hand too much during questioning. Um, Gottlieb also noted that the two attorneys representing the respondents, the New York Solicitor General Barbara Underwood and Brian H. Flesher, the United States Justice Department principal Deputy Solicitor General, repeated suggestions that if the justices did not support the New York law, they should remand the case back to the lower court for a fact-finding trial. This is telling to me, Gottlieb says. I think it at this point that anti-gun rights justices, as well as the attorneys for New York, recognize they are not going to win. Yeah, that's an interesting tell that they say, hey, and if you don't agree with this law, then you need to kick this back to the lower court. It's like, if we can't win... We want it to go back to the lower court so we can win there because we know how you're going to vote. <laughs> we know where you're going to rule on this. But um, time will tell. And uh, I think that this will be a landmark ruling. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, we see see it voted on favorably. So that's one of the big news issues coming out of the day. And I'm sure we'll see more and more people breaking it down as time goes on. So
6: Breaking news. Yeah,
0: we'll see how it goes. But um, anyway, get back to some of your questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay Fisher says, "If the trigger pull is the trigger pull pound of pressure the same between the mass compliant Sig 320 and the, and the 320 FCU, and the answer is yes, they don't make different." Poundages. They just make them with and without safeties. So how they get around the 10.5 pound trigger pull for the state is they put a thumb safety on them. But if you build your own and you make one without a thumb safety, then you get the benefits of both the no thumb safety and the regular five and a half, whatever it is, five and a half, six and a half pounds of trigger pull. Uh, Harry wants to know what my favorite handgun light is. Uh, that's a good question because there's so many coming on the market right now, from Crimson Trace to Olight to Surefire. Um, we also have uh, Nightstick. Nightstick makes a really good combo unit with a laser and a light that's fairly reasonable. I think they're right around 130 bucks with a green laser. So usually just a regular g- green laser charges. I mean, uh costs a lot more than that. And I believe they're externally charged. Like with a cell phone battery, cell phone type of charger, so that's pretty cool. Um, So Nightstick's doing a lot of good. They have some very unique product, um, and the price on them is very good. Uh, Surefire still makes probably the most rugged of all lights. Um, Their X300 light has been a long-standing staple in the industry. Uh light is also very very good they make the TLR 6 TLR 7 uh, a lot of times they're very specific to a gun but others are universal so uh, I really don't have a preference I guess I should have one um, I still have the x300 on one gun but I've kind of distanced myself from having a weapons mounted light on a handgun uh, because I believe more in a handheld light than a weapons-mounted light if I'm searching for uh, a a friendly in my house like a family member or whatever I don't want to be pointing the muzzle of a gun at them I'd rather do it with a handheld flashlight and keep the gun in a staged position Um, yes when I go to shoot it's nice to have the extra light uh, but frankly I don't want to be pointing the gun at people that don't need to be shot in an effort to search for family members or whatever so with all that being said there is a a time and a place for a weapons mounted light especially on a long gun or a on a handgun even Uh, but i would still probably use a handheld light that i could either drop and activate the weapons mounted light as i bring the gun to the ready position so that's kind of that's kind of where i stand on that so i would say after you've got a good handheld light A good handgun light would be one of those ones I've talked about. I like the stream lights as far as a dedicated one. I think they fit the gun really well. Um, Crimson Trace are good with the auto on. Even the Viridian ones have that uh, special uh, on-off that deploys when you come out of the holster. Um, It'll turn on when you come out of the holster. Again, though, I'm not so sold on that. I'd rather be able to turn it on and off with a momentary switch so I can choose when I want it to come on or off. So anyway, hopefully that uh, that helps you out. I know I just mentioned a lot, of gun, a lot of gun lights, weapons-mounted lights, but come check out what we got. We got a bunch in, in stock. And uh, Conan says, Let's go, Brandon! And it seems to be a very popular phrase these days these um and yeah you know what as far as uh rights are concerned i i would 100% agree with that sentiment and say let's go brandon um hey brother how are you uh i'm getting some people shouting out on the s- chat so um yeah that's uh that's where things stand here at that's the news around lake Wolbagon. Hopefully, I don't get sued for using that, but if you've ever listened to Prairie Home Companion, you'll know where that comes from uh we got lots of cool guns in the shop we got all kinds of stuff from Barrett fifty cal m eighty two a ones which I've been waiting a long time to get um to all kinds of handguns we got some real good specials coming up coming into the busy season, Christmas season, Black Friday, and all that good stuff. Uh, we got the gunmakers match coming up. Uh, we have archery stuff going on. Hunting season is upon us. We have some good uh, hunting loads. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, we got a bunch of pre-ban AK-47s and AR-15s. We got the holy grail of AK-47. Um, it is the Steyr Mahdi, the Egyptian-made Steyr Mahdi. And I used to say that the the um, Polytech was the holy grail, but I, I don't think so anymore because you can get a Polytech legend, in my opinion, a lot easier than you can a Styramati. And who can tell me what movie made the Steyr Amati famous? Do, 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 do. Who can tell me where was the Styramati AK-47 made famous? I'll give you a hint. Wolverines! Come on now. The cult classic. Red Dawn. The real Red Dawn. Not the stupid remake. The original Red Dawn. And if you haven't seen Red Dawn, you gotta go get it. I actually showed my kids, and my wife came down while I was halfway through it, and she said, I can't believe you're even watching this. This is pathetic. And I was like, what are you, wait, what, what, what are you talking about? This, like... Movie was my childhood, man. I was like, we were acting that out in the woods. I was like running around the woods with my stick AK-47s going, Wolverines. You know, (laughs) we were getting ready to take the Russians back, take our country back from the Russians. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, the, the movie that defined us growing up. But anyway, if you want to play Wolverine, in, like, for realsies, we got a Steyr Mahdi in the shop. It is a really rare gun. It has the Egyptian magazine with it, and it won't last long. It is a ridiculous price, as you can only imagine. But it's serial number 530. Incoming! Three-digit, three-digit serial number, AK. There's not too many of those guns around. I forget... How few or how many were actually imported? That should be a good trivia question. How many Styramatis were imported before the 88 assault weapons ban? Probably not many. Maybe you could Google that for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ask ask the Ethernet. Um, anyway, uh, but that would be a cool gun to have in the collection. And we got this beautiful pro chine, uh, gorgeous pro chine with a matching bayonet. Woo! Uh it's a nice Chinese AK, beautiful wood on it, and it's in minty shape with the matching nice. blade the matching blade bayonet that's serialized to the gun. So it is a match set and that'd be a really cool gun. So if your budget doesn't quite allow you to get the the uh Armadi, you can always get the Pro Chine and uh have a beautiful beautiful collector grade AK. And uh, somebody was in the shop today, and I was showing them to him. And I'm like, "These are real collector AK47s." And I, I was cracking up at the, uh, the oxymoron of that, because back in the day, like AKs were cheap. Like you could get a Polytech for 1,200 bucks. I mean, that was outrageous amount of money. But now they're like five grand, and uh, you could get a Norengo for two, three hundred bucks. And now those Norenkos at three grand, you know. So to hear collector grade, it's like saying this is a collector grade SKS, where like untold millions of SKSs were made. But you know, you're like this is the Yugo, or this is the Russian with the blade bayonet, or this is a real nice Chinese still in cosmoline. And you're like, yeah, I, I paid seventy nine bucks for my first one. <laughs> you know, it's but now they're collector grade, even though multi millions of them were made. So anyway. Uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, DRBR says, thanks for this, Toby. And yeah, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Well, hey, man, uh, we're doing all we can and we want to see our rights preserved for a long time in the future. So any administration that fights against those are not friends of ours. So. Anyway, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only and couples classes, multiple times a week at capegunworks.com. So jump online or give us a call. We'd love to have you in one of our LTC classes. And you're listening to Rapid Fire, so stay tuned. More when we get back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. We'll be
3: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
4: May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, the co-owner of Cape Gunworks down on beautiful Hyannis. And if you haven't made the trip yet, you need to. We'd love to have you. And if you haven't been down to see our beautiful range or shoot on our range or come to an event that we have or take a class or come shopping for your next gun, then you need to make the trip. Or why don't you just come down for the Cape Gunworks Gunmakers match this is November 20th and 21st. 20th will be the education day. There'll be guys on hand to help you put your gun together if you need some guidance. And we'll have some speakers. Rob Pincus will be here, Firearms Pol- Policy Coalition. John Green from Gun Owners Action League. Um, I know uh, uh, Bill Dalpy from uh, Patriot Training will be here. And uh, a lot of people. So we're looking forward to that and then the match will happen on Sunday the 21st and the gun that you built with your own two hands uh, you can put it to the test and see how it performs under pressure in our match and it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have two different divisions, the 3D printed division and then the one you build yourself with your own two hands from like a kit type of thing like the polymer 80 type of kit gun. There's a couple different companies out there. So we'd love to have you. It's going to be awesome, it's going to be epic, and it's going to be exciting. So you'll be making history in the great state of Massachusetts. I'm sure no one has ever held a gunmakers match here in the state of Massachusetts. So you want to exercise those rights however you can. And uh, yes, we want you. We want you. We're looking for a few good men here. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm sure there'll be some ugly guns in that uh, contest. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's going to be cool, though. I'm going to put something together. I don't even know what I'm going to do, but it'll be fun. We'll have fun with it. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, come on down and check it out. Uh, So interestingly enough, the night before the uh, Supreme Court heard oral arguments, the, uh, (laughs) the um, New York Times editorial page unleashed all of its uh anti gun uh army on it and uh basically got some activist judges to to weigh in on it and basically say that uh you know uh the court basically needs to get packed um and how you know ruling on this is Uh, gonna, you know, be a problem for whatever. So, you know, if you want to take the time to read the ridiculous article, but um, it's amazing how people will stand in, uh, you know, support of tyranny and want to make sure that your rights continue to be affected. So um, how many 3D printers will there be? Uh, I don't know. We should buy one? Yeah, you know how to run it? Yeah, Roy could run one. I don't know. Uh, but the person has to build it with their own two hands. They'll have to be the one to print the gun. But uh, there's a lot of good uh, open source information on the web out there. So you can get the file to print the gun. And uh, it's it's not as easy as you think. But it has become very reasonable. Um, so printing a 3D frame is, is you know, could probably be done for a couple hundred bucks at this point with the printer the spool and everything else that you need Um, it takes probably 17, 18 hours to print one so i don't think someone's going to be able to print one on saturday and use it on sunday they'll have had to have printed before then but maybe we'll uh... figure something out so um, kevin says he'll be down this weekend and hopefully still be able to check them out he'll bring the cash all right we still accept cash here at Cape Gunworks. Works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got some really cool guns for you to check out. Uh, so that's uh, if you're looking, <laughs> it's a wrap of that segment. Sorry I didn't get to many of your questions, but type your question in. We'll get to them in the last segment. And if you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281 603 0066. Text CGWMA to zero, six, 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield self defense membership, and you will not regret it. It's cheap insurance. All right, we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lee.
7: made in america since 1949 family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady
0: federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of Effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks.
7: Snap safe. Featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary, your host, co owner of Cape Gunworks. And we are glad to be here and wave the banner of the Second Amendment high. Uh, because it needs to be waved high in this blue state, which is uh, not friendly to the Second Amendment. So we are trying to give a good face of responsible gun ownership in the in the Commonwealth here. And if you are a patriot behind enemy lines and a gun owner, or you're thinking about becoming a gun owner, well, you're in the right place. You've tuned to the right channel. And we'd love to have you every week as we, I believe, are the only Second Amendment Only show in New England as far as I know, right? Isn't that worth a two-gun salute? I guess not. (laughs) All right, so we're making it rain over here at Cape Gunworks every once in a while, and uh, if you haven't been to the shop, come check us out or visit us online at capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire. You can get signed up and be notified whenever we go live. And we would love to have your questions, or you can call into the show. Um, we have special guests every week, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, we'll be answering your questions. We also do a segment on Grace Curley's show called 2A Tuesday. Why, and, you dirty varmint! And we take a lot of questions and from texters and from callers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really cool segment because I'm sure that not everyone who listens is a gun owner. And, you know, a lot of people are sympathetic to guns, but they might not be gun owners. If you are in that category, you're, you know, a lot of people support the second amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, but they don't necessarily own a gun themselves. That's cool too. I, I appreciate the support and we would hope that you would take that seriously come election day and you would support, um, pro-gun candidates, and it's getting harder and harder in this state um, as fewer and fewer pro-gun candidates actually get elected, but hopefully people will start to organically get involved at the local level and, you know, slowly occupy um, community and, you know, their their county offices, and, you know, it'll grow from there. Uh, There are some people who have Made it into politics and the state level, like in, uh, you know, we have some local officials here that are at the state house and good Second Amendment uh, supporting um, representatives. But unfortunately, they're you know few and far between, and we'd love to see more get elected. So, but getting involved locally in the school committees and county uh, level uh, offices is huge, and it's the grassroots. It's where the battle really has to be won. In order for it to be won on bigger, uh, bigger stages. So, anyway, we're here to support all those who do support the Second Amendment, and uh, we support local law enforcement. We support a lo- lot of local charities, veteran charities, and this Saturday is the uh, the gala for the Heroes in Transition. I'm looking forward to going, and I'll see a lot of the great patriots there that who, who support. Uh, the heroes in transition, a wonderful charity that we support in our top shot invitational, the golf tournament, in the spring and the shooting tournament on September 11th. And we're looking forward to doing this again next year. So, um, if you haven't signed up for that yet, you can go to the website and get signed up for those, uh, golf outings and shooting tournaments. If you go to veterans top shot invitational, uh, the website there and, uh, get signed up for that it's going to be an exciting time and both events sold out last time so um, we're looking for more of the same this year Uh, so a lot going on out there in the the world right now Um, will there be gun kits for purchase or do we have to pick the kit uh prior to saturday uh we will probably have some of the kits available for that on saturday but i would say kevin you want to get your stuff together now start getting the pieces together and if you need a hand come on Saturday and we'll give you the instruction that you need to put it all together. Um, but I just think that, uh, you're, you're probably, um, you know, want to start your accumulation of those parts now. Um, and LARP is wondering if ammo prices will ever go back to pre-COVID 2019 levels. He's hopeful. Um, I don't see it happening for years to come. I think eventually it'll get there, uh, Here's the recipe, in my opinion, of how it's going to get there. No new legislation happens on firearms or ammo. They're already talking about taxing ammo and taxing guns and whatnot. So hopefully that doesn't happen under the current climate. Fortunately, I think that the anti-gun politicians are trying to fry bigger fish like trillion-dollar Spending packages and stuff, which have some gun control and red flag legislation in those, but they can't even get together on that. Also, no more pandemics would have to happen. Like if the Z strain of the whatever COVID-19 doesn't materialize, that needs to happen. We need to stay pandemic free for a while. And I don't care where you come down on what the heck caused all that, um, but. You see how easily it happened, and I don't you know there's a lot of debate about how it happened, but it happened let's put it that way: was it manufactured? was it fake? was it real well the the sickness was real for sure um but where did it happen? How did it happen? Is a discussion for another day, but the fact that it happened sent the whole mess and you know sent ammo into the stratosphere. The other thing that needs to happen is no civil unrest so Whenever there's a high demand for ammunition, when there's civil unrest, there's people getting let out of prison or or, uh, defunding police departments and riots in the streets and whatnot, that's going to keep the demand for ammo high. And uh, that's going to keep supply low. So, um, you know, and the supply chain needs to get fixed. So I don't see any of that happening overnight. Um, And it. You, I see that you follow up that availability is there right now, just not price. And I would say actually that availability is not there. Um, it artificially is because we're getting ammo and waves, but I still cannot call my distributors and say, hey, send me 10 cases of 9mm. It's not going to happen. I have to get a special buy or a special allocation or a pallet deal from a manufacturer or you know last year's order finally comes in a back order finally ships um it, I just recently got like 10 cases of large pistol primers which I could put out and reloaders would be like yeah thank you very much the problem is I don't have any 45 so I took those 10 cases of uh, forty uh large pistol primers, and I ship them to angel fire so that they can manufacture us forty five a c p because they can't get the primer and uh so i'm still overpaying for the ammo and uh it's still hard to get so availability is not there even though it seems like it is because you 've walked into a few gun stores and you 've been able to buy it that is Just luck of the draw. There's still a lot of um, a lot of gun stores that can't get it. We had a distributor recently call and say that they got, I think, 250 pallets of 9mm, and they offered it to me for more than I'm actually selling it in the shop for right now. And uh, I could have bought as much as I wanted. And I'm like, dang, like I haven't gone. You know, it would have put it back at like 30 to 32 bucks a box of nine mil. And I'm like, ah, we haven't been there in like six, eight months. But I am getting very low on ammo. I held off on buying it. um, And I've been able to find some other ammo at the, what I would call the new regular price. But I don't want to go back to that 30 bucks a box of, for nine millimeter. And so we held off on buying it. He called me two or three days later and said they had, I think, 41 cases left. So out of the 250 pallets or whatever it was, they had, you know, like a trailer load come in. They were down to 41 pallets or whatever. Uh, So it's going like hotcakes and gun stores are buying it because they haven't been able to get it. So, um, yeah, there you have it. It's like, and I talked to Vista, um, which is one of the biggest ammo manufacturers in the country. And they said, it's not getting better, unfortunately. So we are... We are getting ammo, but it's not like it was any time in the last two years, uh, two or three years ago, and the prices aren't necessarily coming down. So uh, anyway, that's the way it goes. But uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Another show is in the bag. We might be ending here, but you can always tune in. CapeGunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and get your archive of Rapid Fire. You can listen to past shows that you missed, and listen to some good guests that we've had. But keep up the good fight. Support your local community, your local gun store. Be an advocate. Uh, together as Americans, we can overcome just about anything, right? I'm Toby Leary, your host. God bless. This is Rapid Fire. We'll see you next time.